This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. What is your most valuable possession? Is it your car, your house, your pension, or something else? It may surprise you to learn what Jesus described as our greatest treasure— So valuable people would sell everything they owned in order to possess it. We're going to talk about that in today's message entitled, Is Following Jesus Worth It? Is following Jesus really worth it? How would you answer that kind of a question? We're going to take a look at a couple stories Jesus told that answers that very question. We begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God of grace and glory, we give you thanks for another day of life with you. For it's in you we live and move and have our being. As we open your holy word this day, speak into our lives and reveal to us the wonders of your love, wisdom, and grace. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 44. These are the words of Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. And then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Dear friends, one of my most prized possessions is a 1965 Martin D35 guitar. It is worth a lot. It's in mint condition. Uh, If I were to sell it today, I'd, I'd make thousands on it. There's a fun story behind the purchase of this guitar, though. About 25 years ago or so, my dad was listening to a morning radio show. It was kind of a swap shop. People would call things in to sell or trade. And a voice came over the air announcing that this individual had a Martin guitar for sale for $400. My dad was immediately interested, and the guy came with the guitar, brought it over to the house, and one look at that guitar, and dad had that checkbook out and was writing a check for $400. It was worth 10 times that. You see, my dad knew a bargain when he saw one. Jesus, in our passage for today told a couple of stories that kind of have that same sort of feel to them. They were told to his disciples. It's at a stage in his ministry where Jesus is beginning to run into more and more opposition to what he's doing. This kingdom movement that he had announced was not quite picking up the momentum as the disciples thought it might. There were still only 12 of them actually signed on and committed. There were rumblings of a conspiracy to kill Jesus by his opponents and snuff out that ministry. They had to have been concerned about their own welfare. Not to mention they had left 
comforts behind to follow Jesus. Might have had them wondering, is following Jesus and serving him really worth it? Well, Jesus addressed that question with these two, what we call parables. He said, the kingdom of God, he said, or the kingdom of heaven is like a a treasure, a valuable pearl that was so valuable that the people who found them went after them for all they were worth in order to possess them. They knew a bargain when it was staring them in the face. Now, there are some things in this story that you can't help but notice. Number one, the different ways these valuable objects were found. One stumbled upon the treasure, and the other one, the merchant, was on a search for the pearl. People come to Christ in a variety of ways, maybe he's saying. They stumble upon him, or they go for a long search before they find him examining other philosophies, and so on. The second thing you notice is that the people in these parables sold everything that they had because they knew the value of these objects. They knew a bargain when they saw one. They couldn't help themselves. They wanted to possess it. These little parables uh, basically serve as analogies for talking about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven equals the kingdom of God. And when Jesus talks about it, he's not talking about going to heaven so much. as It's more like being under the rule of God, coming into a relationship with God. We pray in our Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. We know that someday it will come in its fullness, and every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Everyone will love God and love one another as God had intended. Live under him and his kingdom, under the lordship of Jesus. Talking about his rule and his reign, not just in the world to come, but now in our personal lives as well, a relationship with us. God wants to have one. And that only will come through Jesus Christ. When Jesus announces a kingdom, he's in all likelihood at the same time pointing to himself. One theologian wrote, Way back when, Jesus spoke of the kingdom of God, and he was the kingdom of God. It's true. And Jesus said that kingdom is the most valuable thing a person could ever possess. One might ask, what makes this kingdom, this relationship, so valuable? Well, first of all, it's valuable because... I am a sinner. I am separated from God and in need of forgiveness for my sins. I have a tendency to thumb my nose in the face of God, to think that I can run my own show without Him. And in Christ there is forgiveness for my sins. It's also because I am a mortal being. Someday I'm going to die. And Jesus says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In this kingdom there's the promise of eternity, living with God. Finally, because I am spiritually dead, 
without God in my life. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. He gives it purpose and peace. He knows what makes it work. This spiritual wealth of the kingdom demonetizes all other earthly currencies because it's eternal. It's free and it's life-giving. And here's the most remarkable thing about this valuable treasure. It's free for the receiving. I cannot earn it, only receive it like a beggar with empty hands. I have nothing to offer for it. It comes to us by God's grace. Jesus Christ gave his all in order to possess me, that I might have him. I've been bought with a price at the cross. His holy and precious blood and his innocent suffering and death have made it possible for me to have a reconciled relationship with the Heavenly Father who loves me. Only through Christ. Only through entry into his kingdom. And his only a appeal to a sinner like me or like you is repent and believe the good news. That's what Jesus said when he announced the kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe this good news. It's the response that he's looking for from us. To repent is basically to turn. To turn from the direction we have been going and to follow him. To entrust our lives, our futures, to his care and to his leadership. It's to surrender ourselves and step into his kingdom. To believe is simply to trust, to, to bet the farm, to build my life upon his promises. I mean, it just might be that someone listening in today to this broadcast is in a place where he or she needs to do just that, repent and believe. It's easy to get off track. To all in our world who have lost their spiritual bearings, this Jesus Christ still comes, offering them the treasure and the pearl, which carry with them the promise of eternal life. Indescribable, imperishable riches. As of old comes his challenge to someone like that, follow me, I'm the true and living way to God. If I offer you a cross, I also offer you a crown. If I offer you struggle, there will also be victory. Look life in the face and look death in the face and sum it all up. Make your decision. Come follow me. And for those of us who have received him into our lives, like those first disciples that originally heard these two stories, Jesus seems to be saying, yes, it's worth it. Trust, enjoy your riches. Hang on to it. Grow in it. Praise God for it. If you are in the kingdom, 
If you are in Jesus Christ, you are rich. Just listen to some of these witnesses. The Apostle Paul, looking back on his life before Christ, describes all of these earthly things that he had going for them. And of course, we know that all of those were set aside when he followed Jesus. And if someone were to ask him about this tough sacrifice, he would have responded, Sacrifice? What sacrifice? I count everything as garbage in comparison to knowing Jesus Christ. Or there's the hymn writer Isaac Watts, who wrote in his great hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Or I think of that memorable statement by Jim Elliot, the missionary who died at an early age, martyred down in uh, South America, who said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. I was at a conference when I was doing youth work many, many years ago. And I listened to, to a young woman, a mother, who was a speaker at this conference, say, if you could give your child anything in the world, what would it be? And then she answered her own question. It would be a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And she went on to explain, Christ has made all the difference in her life. Of course, she wants her children to know Jesus. Where I remember... Uh, the 1987 World Series, uh, Minnesota Twins, who I cheer for, uh, when they clinched the division and were going to get to play in the World Series, Greg Gagne, the great shortstop on that team, was asked, is this the biggest moment of your life? It has to be, by a news reporter. And he said, no, the biggest moment of my life was when I asked Jesus Christ into my life to take over. P.T. Forsyth, a great prophetic preacher of the past century wrote these wonderful words. He said, I should count a life well spent and a world well lost if, after tasting all its experiences and facing all its problems, I had no more to show at its close or carry with me into another world than the acquisition of a real, sure, humble, and grateful faith in the eternal Son of God. Beautiful words. Beautiful testimony. In our church, we sing a song by a, a fellow named Dennis Jernigan, who's written some wonderful contemporary Christian songs. He says, You are my strength, Jesus, when I am weak. You are the treasure that I keep. You are my all in all. Folks, the big idea is this. In case you're having any doubts or misgivings as a follower of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've run into some rough patches in your life and asking, is following Jesus really worth it? it is, is maybe facing the ridicule of people that uh, I want their respect and their friendship. Uh, is it worth it to stand up for Jesus, to serve him? Just like those first disciples might have been asking, and his word to you today is, My kingdom, 
A relationship with me is more valuable than anything this world has to offer. It's more valuable than any object. I have a home. It's worth, I imagine, $250,000 or so. Not bad. It's more valuable than my home. I have a couple cars. They're worth something too. More valuable than any car. I have a great instrument to play. A D35 Martin guitar. More valuable than any instrument you might possess. Possess. I have a bank account and a pension to take care of me. More valuable than that. A relationship with Christ is more valuable than any other relationship. Even your spouse or your family, your friends. More valuable than any experience or adventure this world might have to offer you. That's the message today. Jesus stands before you and he says, Do you see a bargain when you're staring at one? If you've never received Jesus Christ into your life, you are poor. Because you're going to die and you're going to leave all these things behind. It's only through Christ can we become rich. Truly, eternally rich. And my appeal to you today would be, ask Christ into your life today. Surrender yourself to his care and direction. Begin to walk with him. He alone holds the treasures that God wants you to possess. And if you are following him, Christ is speaking to you today, my friend, as well. And he's saying, yes, keep following, keep serving. It's worth it. Because if you are in Christ, you are eternally rich. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the indescribable, imperishable riches that are ours as followers of Jesus Christ. You know how easily we become discouraged and falter in our faith as we face obstacles in life. We thank you for this reminder today that when we have Christ, we really do have everything. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been listening to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message will help you realize your greatest riches are not anything you can earn or buy. Instead, they are a free gift we receive when we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Audio and printed copies of today's message, as well as many recent messages, are available on our website. You may also request a copy of our quarterly newsletter, The Crusader. This free publication contains special articles by our speakers, as well as other interesting information concerning Christian Crusaders. Visit us today at ChristianCrusaders.org. As a nonprofit ministry, Christian Crusaders depends on the generous support of you, our listening audience. Your gifts enable us to purchase airtime on radio stations as well as the Internet, so many may have the opportunity to hear the life-giving gospel of Jesus Christ. Your tax-deductible donation can be given online at ChristianCrusaders.org. 
or by mailing to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you were able to worship with us this day. And pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Speaker for Christian Crusaders, now in its 81st year of regular Sunday worship broadcasting. <laughs>